B-Pod Studios. Video games. Yes, you can! Comic books. Nothing is impossible. Sci-fi. Just anime. Do it! If you've been made fun of for it, we're probably going to talk about it. What are you waiting for? This is Nerd Radio. Make your dreams come true! Welcome to this week's Nerd Radio, where we get your podcast as part of the B-Pod Studios Network and all over your social media at Nerd Radio 101. My name is Chuck Bean, joined at home in quarantine by my co-host James and Al Beck, who are freshly back from uh, doing another Dave and Chuck the Freak Show. How are you, you guys doing this morning? I'm doing all right. Yeah, can't complain. Another regular day in the quarantine. Mm. I've got a sneeze coming, God damn it. Uh-oh, you keep happen. your droplets over there. Now it's not going to happen. Yeah, I got the mic over here, so I don't. I sneeze into the laptop instead of into the microphone. Cool. So it'll be, it'll be fine. So that way you run the risk of shorting out your computer instead of just <laughs> spreading a disease. Yeah. Look, you, you got to make some hard decisions when you're, you're uh, what is it, quarantining in place? <laughs> yeah, quarantine so. in place, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I got a I got a bunch of stuff for for you guys to talk about. I got some video game stuff that I know James will be interested in, as well as stuff that I'm super pumped about. I've got some comic book stuff to to talk about. I've got some uh, stuff about the internet that we can get angry about, and I'm super pumped to get to all of it. So let's begin. Um, let's begin with the thing that I'm sure none of us are interested in. <laughs> Great place <I'm>, to start. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, start set the bar low, and then eventually move it up a little bit. Mm. Um, none of us are currently watching the CW Batwoman show, right? No, no, dude. I jumped off of all the CW shows. It just got to be too much. It's, it's a little bit like how wrestling is now. There's they're trying to dominate every night and it's crazy. The lead for Batwoman, Ruby Rose has uh, decided that she is not returning for a second season. Interesting choice to leave. I mean, it was doing okay. Wasn't it? I mean, those CW shows, it's not like they get the, the viewership of a, of a bigger network, but they do. Okay. Yeah. And if you've got, you know, the, if they have a fan base and it's a very dedicated fan base, even, even if we're not part of it, I used to be Um, until it just got until basically until they added Supergirl, uh, legends of tomorrow was the last edition that I was like, this is cool. I really like this, but I didn't go past that. Legends of Tomorrow, that weird like time traveling one yeah. or whatever. They yes. got like five or six different people from either different realms or different uh, things. Like that's when I think I tried to get into the CW stuff, but I was like, uh, this is not for me. I thought Arrow was really good. Chuck and I both really liked The Flash, but that got repetitive too. It's like, all right, he's going up against another speedster. Um, and then for a little while, there uh, Legends spun off as well, and I thought Legends was my favorite for a little while. But they all cross over, so you kind of got to watch all of them to know what's going on. And then they added uh, Supergirl, which I kind of begrudgingly watched. It wasn't great. And then was it what Black Lightning or whatever the hell that was was the was the yep. next show. And I just all right, this is too much. I I, I don't I don't have time. The quality isn't good enough for the amount of time you want from me. You know, like I liked it, but it wasn't that good. So I never even watched a single episode of Batwoman. I was already gone before that showed up. And it's funny to me that your uh, your threshold for you want too much of my time was smaller than mine because it's typically not that way. <laughs> True. <laughs> I'm willing to put uh, 40 hours into a video game before I realize whether I like it or not. Yeah. 
But when it comes to TV shows, as soon as I've got to watch more than three hours or something, I'm like, man, if I don't really like this, then I got better shit uh, to do. Right, yeah. And that's what that's actually what made me uh in my my brief adult life getting back into wrestling. That's what cost uh WWE my fandom because they they wanted too much. Uh, when I was watching it is when they still had the ECW brand and it was yeah. Monday Night Raw on Monday, ECW on Tuesday just for an hour and then he had SmackDown on Thursday or Friday. I don't remember what it was at the time. Um but it was like damn man, like that's 5 hours a week that you want from me. And then, and I, I think I jumped off right around the time Raw went three hours, um, like permanently. Like I remember watching the three-hour Raw special, and like, oh, that sure. was kind of cool. Got an extra hour out of it. That's cool. And then they were like, it's three hours all the time. I'm like, not for me. It's not. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I thought Raw always was three hours because even when I was watching it in the uh, Attitude Era, I swear it came on at eight and was over at eleven. I think it was two hours back then. Back then, it was technically two different shows. It was Raw and then Warzone. Yeah, yeah, it was Raw and War and then Warzone. Yeah, but to me, it was Monday Night Raw. It was just uh, all that. But maybe it was only until ten. I don't remember. You know what it might have been is I think WCW was eight to ten and Raw was nine to eleven. That sounds right. So maybe that second hour of flipping back and forth, you would you would start with WCW. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Man, it's weird when you realize the stuff you think you know for sure in your memory <laughs> is questioned. Because now you're like, oh, man, maybe I got it all wrong. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, uh, something else as far as TV shows go, something I'm pretty sure most of us watched was the Umbrella Academy. The uh, second season was announced earlier this week. It's coming in July. Uh, Al, you watched Umbrella, Umbrella Academy? No, right? I, I never got to that. You <laughs> son of a bitch. It's on his list. It's on his backlog. Yeah, I did. You know, I did start watching a different show, which we can circle back to later after you do your story. But yeah, no, I I still haven't seen that one. I feel like it's going to be one of those shows where I've got softballs to throw you guys and you're just going to whiff on all of them. It's going to be like, what do you think of this? Meh. Hey, you know, well, I'm excited for the Umbrella Academy season two to come out. Yo, I'm have, happy to hear that it's yeah. coming in, in July because that's when I actually put the time in uh, into watching. I thought it was uh, very well done the first season. Oh, so you watched it too, James? Yeah. Oh, I'm the only disappointment here. <laughs> Constant yeah, disappointment. The only one whiffing on the softballs that uh, Chuck's throwing our way. I had a lot to say about the CW. <laughs> Who saw that coming? <laughs> I had more. I had more to say about CW than their executives do. You know what, though? This leads me to a point that we we glazed over in conversation a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. But when I was going back and producing that particular episode, blew my mind. I had no idea, James, that you had watched Lock and Key until we had that conversation. Yeah, me too. About the head key. Me too. I thought I thought uh, I was beating James to it, and I, I'm talking about it. He's asking questions. I realize, oh no, he knows the answers to these already. Yeah, right. no, I watched uh, I watched Lock and Key. I watched uh, the Umbrella Academy, but that's about it. Anything else that's been uh, on in my house is reality TV or HGTV makeover stuff. Oh, boy. Oh, and a little bit of wrestling. Yeah, I, thought, I thought it was funny because I was so hyped when it came out about it, and me and Al had both read the comics and everything. And you were like, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. And then you'd watched it, and you'd never mentioned anything until a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, yeah, no, I watched like the yeah, I watched the first few episodes with my fiance, and she wasn't really digging it. So then it was just trying to find time for me to watch it. So it ended up being like super early Saturday mornings. I'd wake up because I'm on morning show schedule, so my my body's so used to waking up so early in the morning 
uh, I'll wake up at 6 a.m. and it's like I've slept. I've slept all day. I've slept forever. Dude, that's the best thing about our schedule, though, is like 6, 7 a.m. You're awake and you, you got the whole day ahead and you, you slept in great. Yeah. So I'm like wide awake, but nobody else in the house is up yet because they live normal, normal schedules. Uh, so I'll go down. I'd go down and smoke a doob and watch an episode or two of uh, Lock and Key. And uh, I thought it was very well done. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm excited to see where they're going to take that next because they left you hanging with quite a few uh, big cliffhangers. Yeah. 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 It's definitely uh, it's definitely going to be a really cool show when it comes back, when when we finally get another season of it. Um, another show that uh, we were supposed to get another season of, but I just saw that we it'll be delayed, which, Al, I know you're going to be upset about, is uh, a second season of Picard over on CBS All Access. Mm, delayed, huh? Yeah, they were, they were going to uh, work on it, but obviously they can't shoot anything. They were supposed to start shooting in June. Oh, and, uh, okay. The executive producers uh, told uh, Collider website that they can guarantee that is not going to happen unless the whole world just opens tomorrow which uh, I don't think that it's going to be gradual, the whole, you know, everybody opening up stores and everything. Right. It's, 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 and it's happening. We're seeing it. And and hopefully, you know, obviously we're hoping that some of the uh, reopenings don't come too early and then we get another wave and get shut down all over again. But uh, yeah, you know, it's one of those, it's one of those realities. I know we were talking, uh, it came up on the show this morning, James, about how the Oscars are thinking about postponing or even canceling um, next year's, award ceremony based on how many movies have even come out this year. So I almost wonder yeah, if it'll be like, a, you know, there's been a few that came out, so maybe they'll do like a combined 2020, 2021, you know, Oscars or something like that. Like movies from both years are eligible or something like, I don't know. It's, wonder, that might be, that might work. Yeah. I wonder if you want an Oscar in a year where a lot of movies didn't get to come out, if it feels cheapened or lessened, <laughs> or if you're just like, nope. I won. I yeah. don't care. Well, you I know, think if you, yeah, if you're the winner, I think you're still stoked to have the award. But if you're the main competition, you're always going to remind them of the little asterisk. Yeah, you got that little <laughs> yeah. asterisk there. Well, so you may have won, but it was during the 2020, 2021. Yeah, well, we were, we were also talking well, like a month ago or so. At one time, there was one drive-in movie theater in the entire country that was open, and that was the only movie theater showing anything so the only movie they were showing was the number one movie in america and it's one of those things though where like it's kind of funny but that director could put on a resume technically i directed a number one movie and then same mm-hmm. thing with like an oscar like if you're the best actor in one of only four movies that were even released that year <laughs> You're still the the Oscar winner, and that you know translates into more money uh, when you get your next role or whatever. It's like a resume thing. That's why we need to make a movie, guys. Let's just put some no, some crap ass movie together and submit I it. I think we figured out. Now we just have to figure out how to shut down ninety percent of the podcast on the face of the planet, so we can be the number one podcast for one week. Oh my god. Oof. Well, if the pandemic's done this to movies and TV, I don't know what we'd have to do to shut down podcasts because that's something anybody can do in their own basement with a microphone and a little bit of software. I'll also be trying to figure out how I can shut down everyone else's Twitch stream so I'll be the only thing people can watch on Sunday afternoons. You'd have to come up with some kind of a disease that attacks people's voices. Oh, no, not my voice! Or make their voices sound like Mickey Mouse or something to where they're like, we can't record, we, we can't record the podcast until we get this uh, disease cured. Otherwise, 
It's just going to sound like Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> <laughs> we could uh, we could figure out something so uh, like that uh, that uh, Cinco de Mayo party we had where Ken sounded like a robot the whole time. Oh, Dude, he yeah. sounded like a, his prime <laughs> orgasm every time he opened up his mouth. Yeah, if I could just make everybody sound like that. Yeah, then nobody would tune too, in. It'll be too odd, and uh, I'll be the only one that uh, will be the only one with a podcast. <laughs> well, we cool. win. World domination being planned right here on Nerd Radio. You heard it here first. Yes, it's like the pinky in the brain of podcasting. Very much so. I think it's more pinky, less brain, though. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. I, that that may be the title. You may have hit it in the first 10 minutes right there. More pinky, less brain. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw this on the morning show. I would expect you did because I know that you've got a couple of people who are big on Top Gun. A fan mashed up a Star Wars X-Wing space battle video to Top Gun's Danger Zone. No, I did not see this. If you you guys haven't uh, gotten new experience, let me see if I can play a little bit of it for you so you can see it. Yeah, I've seen it. Somebody sent it to me uh, on Twitter, and it's very well okay. done. Okay, there we go. I know you people at home probably can can or can't hear the audio, but you know what? They've got like Luke, and they're warping into space, going into the trench battle, and it's all set to the music. It's real well done. There's Poe Dameron and The Last Jedi doing that run on the giant starship. Yeah, this is so disappointing because you played audio last week that came in loud and clear, but all I can hear is it bleeding through with your computer speakers. <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah, I'll share a link for, uh, for you guys to check it out, but it's, it's really well edited. It's really well done. It's the kind of thing I, I wish... Um, when I had learned how to do radio, I'd also learned how to do a little bit of video editing because I'm always super impressed when people can make fan videos with different music. I've had ideas where I'm like, man, I'm going to take this song and a whole bunch of clips from Doctor Who and smash them together. Mm-hmm. And then I get 10 minutes into it and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. This is going to be terrible. That's <laughs> <laughs> too video bad. Video editing is a beast. It's too bad that James already named the episode because that's also a good one. I don't know what I'm doing. This is going to be terrible. <laughs> i think that's like the subtitle of all of our shows it is (laughs) yeah exactly Uh, it changed the tagline from if you've been made fun of for it we're probably going to talk about it too i don't know what i'm doing this is going to be terrible (laughs) there you go go. all right are you guys ready to get angry at the internet oh man Uh, i'm always angry at the internet i was gonna say way ahead of you (laughs) yeah especially if you're going down facebook i got a couple facebook phds that let the like really let have it Well, Rotten Tomatoes is running a thing called their Summer Movie Showdown. It's kind of like a uh, March Madness bracket. And it's all movies that were released during the summer, big summer blockbusters, trying to uh, let the let the people on Rotten Tomatoes vote so that they can see which uh, summer movie is the most popular, I guess, of all time. They're okay. into their, as I'm looking at it right now, they're into their top four. But there's been some very surprising, uh, surprising voting in this particular thing. And I wanted to run some of them by you. So their top four right now is return of the Jedi empire strikes back Raiders of the lost Ark, and dark Knight rises. What, what do you guys, first of all, what do you guys think between those four? What do you think is probably okay, one like more time? Which, what are the four Black again? Uh, Raiders of the lost Ark, Okay. Return of the Jedi. Okay. Empire strikes back and dark Knight rises. <sighs> 
I feel like the movie out of that list that I would enjoy the most that, is Empire it, Strikes Back. I was gonna say personally, yeah. or which one was like the biggest sales? Is that the which? Yeah, what? Well, no, personally, what what is your favorite summer movie out of that? For me, it's Return of the Jedi, but Empire is a strong contender for sure. Yeah, uh, Empire probably for me as well. I mean, they're all great titles. Yeah. I didn't realize they all came out in the summer either. Yeah, as far I'm as assuming I know, that's, that's it's based on summer releases. I'm assuming. Yeah, that's the that's the itinerary for this particular one. They've got a lot of the Marvel movies in here, and like the Jurassic Park movies. Most of the Star Wars movies hit in the summer. Both mm-hmm. of the Shreks were in the uh, in the brackets in ET, and that's where I wanted to, to talk to you guys about yeah. this. Do, is the because does it have like the the one that made the most money? Is that the is that the issue? Because I'm if I'm gonna guess, I'm gonna say Dark Knight. Oh no, no, it's simply people voting online. What's their favorite? oh? What's their favorite? Okay right um but the way we got here the one that the reason i pulled this up is because as of last night they were only in the top eight but the story that i'd read was about the fact that revenge of the sith actually won out against avengers endgames really <laughs> and i'm, I'm looking you down the <laughs> yeah probably revenge of the sith started against um a movie I cannot see, I cannot term, determine, but it went into the next round against Terminator 2 and was voted by the people on Rotten Tomato as better than that. How does, it, then, how does it beat Terminator 2? Right? <laughs> Did the people see Terminator 2? <laughs> Were they just not born yet? In the, in the bracket right below it, too, the one Dark, uh, Dark Knight Rises is in last night. As of last night, uh, Dark Knight Rises was up against Infinity War, mm. and that was voted cooler than infinity oh wait War. dark knight rises i was thinking the dark knight with the joker no we're talking no. the bane one yes still good but oh i was thinking like that even changes <laughs> i was thinking heath ledger no I yeah there's so, i mean some of these you know like seeing empire and return of the jedi get voted in you know over other movies you know like marvel movies or something like that that makes sense to me yeah but revenge of the Sith. Oh, I mean, that was, uh, <clears throat> as the prequels go, somewhat of a redeeming quality, I guess. It's not terrible, but no, no, right. you did say we were going to get mad at the internet. I, I, you, you delivered on your promise. I, I, that's what I was hoping for. I hope it, I was hoping I wouldn't give you this once again. And you guys would be like, no, I think they're right. Revenge of the Sith one bad. <laughs> All time favorite movie, Chuck. <laughs> yeah. You got a problem with the Revenge of the Sith, huh? Huh, Chuck? <laughs> You got a you got a big problem with it, huh? What's, what's the problem with, with Revenge of the Sith? Tell me. Well, I mean, for one thing, it's no Last Jedi. So, oh, go! Oh! Ah! oh boy, oh boy! You give, the, you give the Star Wars fans what they want, and Chuck Bean's got a problem with it. That's a that's an easy button to press right there. Have fun doing the rest of the podcast by yourself. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's like, well, I pretty much do already. <laughs> <laughs> We're only here because he can't talk to you, can't play three people's voices, uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, in a conversation. Because then he's got to go to a, a doctor for some medication for that. Yeah, it's just yeah. Uh, maybe lock him up in a padded cell. Yep, it's uh, it's now Nerd Radio with Chuck Bean and Discord Craig. Craig's <laughs> a silent before. type. Yep. Yeah, yes. we already talked before the show started about Craig's going to get mad at me because we're so I'm so abusive of him. You have been pretty abusive. Get well. He needs he's to your do pod his, slave. He's got to do his job correctly. <laughs> mm. Craig, Jesus. All right, we're going to take a short break and come back. I got some comic book news for you. And like I said, some video game stuff going on as well. Some uh, Call of Duty Warzone stuff that's going on in the new patch. 
that I want to talk to James about and some new games to play on my Nintendo Switch. We're coming back with Nerd Radio next. This is Nerd Radio. It's cool. I'm taking it back. What are you nuts? I'm taking it back. You watch. All right, we're back with more Nerd Radio on your social media, Nerd Radio 101. We're on the podcast page at WRIF.com. We're also in Boston. Rock929rocks.com. And when we are uh, live in the Checkpoint XP studios, you can find us over on their Twitch stream. James, where's that? Uh, Twitch.tv slash Checkpoint XP. All right, guys, you know from last week that I'm super pumped about this re-release for Tony Hawk Pro Skater. He's super pumped. <laughs> super pumped. Look at these. Look at these arms right here. Look at, the, look at his arms. <laughs> arms. Ignore, ignore the, the hairy underarms. Look at pumped up biceps. A big part of that is it's one of the games that I get to play with Amy because she loves playing them. It's one of those games that the game itself is important, but equally important is the soundtrack. There's very few games like that. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Tony Hawk is absolutely one. So when they announced last week that they were remaking it for the new systems, the very first question most of us had is, well, are all the songs going to be in there? Because it's going to be real weird if I'm not skating to a police truck by the Dead Kennedys mm-hmm. yeah. or Rage Against Machines Guerrilla Radio. And I think it was within about 24 hours after we recorded last week that on social media, they were like, okay, look, here's the songs we couldn't get. Everything else is there. Here's the songs we couldn't get. I got to say, I'm super happy that uh, Suicide Machine's New Girl is going to be in there because that is nice. my favorite song. I thought the that one was still, still in limbo. But that's, is it confirmed that that's going to be on there? Well, the, the article that I found is the songs that they said. Okay. Oh, it's kind of a, if, if it wasn't on this list, then it's probably there. The songs that are on the list that will, won't be in there is Suicidal Tendencies. Suicidal. That's easy for me to say. Tendencies. Suicidal Tendencies. Psychovision, mm-hmm. Anthrax and Public Enemies Bring the Noise, Alley Life's Out with the Old, and a couple other songs that I don't even remember. Like if I heard them, I'd be like, oh, that one. But from the title alone, I don't remember them. Is Suicidal Tendencies song, is that the one about the Pepsi? I just wanted a Pepsi. No, that's institutionalized. Uh, they, okay. Yeah, they did do that song, but it wasn't in the Tony Hawk game, or at least it wasn't gotcha. in the first two Tony Hawk games. I wonder if that was in one of the BMX games I was playing at the time. Because that's really the only way I would have that song in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Unless I played a, a later Tony Hawk and that song was on it. Well, I'm glad you brought up uh, the BMX games and they had snowboarding games because that leads right into what else I want to talk about as far as, far as to prone. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Chuck just got up from a nap. Let's cut him some slack. <laughs> that leads into what else I wanted to talk about as far as Tony Hawk Pro Skater goes. So over the weekend... There were a couple of online change.org petitions Mm -hmm. to keep trapped out of the Tony Hawk remaster. Really? Why? That's funny. Um, Well, over the last couple of months, the lead singer of Trapped has been on their official Twitter, and he's been very pro-Trump. He's also been just kind of a dick to everybody that interacts with him. Dude, he, he told Ice-T he could beat him up in a fight. Oh, please. Him and Ice-T are feuding. <laughs> oh, my yes. God. He's got a band called Body Count. Are you crazy? <laughs> I was going to say, Ice-T, Ice-T will just shoot you. <laughs> you know what talking about? Killing cops and didn't care. You think he cares about some guy from Trapped? A band that had two songs get any radio success? Yeah. <laughs> Ice-T doesn't give a F. He will F you up. <laughs> 
Yeah, I when I saw that, I was like, Ice T might be almost like grandfather age, but I still wouldn't screw with him. No, no, he, he knows people still. He's I'm still right, down with I'm that sure. gangster life. He didn't have to hustle anymore to to get a meal or to feed his kid or get his wife these big huge knockers. But he still knows these people that are involved with that stuff. You fool. Yeah, like watching Snoop Dogg sit in his car and listen to Let It Go is cool and all, but I'm pretty sure he still knows people. Right, that can yeah. Do some bad things. Dude, murder was the case that they gave Snoop Dogg. These guys still have contacts that that participate in these these crazy criminal activities uh, that might be the, what do you think they're getting their chronic from the best thing i've ever heard murder was the case they gave snoop dogg what's <laughs> well, also one of the songs delivering the line yeah. is, is, is why it's so much fun yeah but it led me to do this kind of mental uh, exercise that, uh, you know, Trapped wasn't on the original Tony Hawk Pro Skater. So I don't think there was any, you know, issue that they were going to be in this particular version. Anyways, it was just kind of a piling on for the guy on Trapped because people don't like him. Sure. But I started thinking of what bands possibly haven't been in Tony Hawk that would be kind of cool if they added them to this game or to a future Tony Hawk game. And I found an online wiki that has the soundtrack listing for every game. And I discovered... I can't believe this is true, that Blink-182 has never been in a single Tony Hawk game. Really? I would have thought that they would have been, like, the first one on the playlist. I bet you the reason think- why is too much money to license those tracks. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of right. the bands that are on there, they're, like, established, but they weren't, like, mainstream established playing arenas at the time. But Blink-182 pretty much was. Yeah, because I know in one of the games going forward, like one of the less popular games, like Sum 41, or no, I'm sorry, um, what was it, Plus 44 was on one yep. of those soundtracks. I believe My Chemical Romance got to be on one of those soundtracks, mm-hmm. and then they would license stuff, like eventually, I think there's a Metallica song on a soundtrack, there's a Johnny Cash song on a soundtrack, you know, they would just get popular stuff that Tony Tony Hawk was really into, and it made me wonder, is there's a fair beef between Blink-182 and Tony Hawk? I don't know. But as I was uh, as I was thinking about it, I decided this is good fodder for writing an a article for the website. So I, I put together this article of five songs that I think would fit right into Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, songs that weren't in there. At the top of my list was like Blink-182's Feeling This. I, I would love to be playing Tony Hawk to that particular song. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, if you want to go on the website, you can check them out. I got the videos up for there. I, I listed a Bad Flower song. Um, a highly suspect song that I think would be really cool. Clutch, I think. Uh, Clutch's Electric Worry would be a blast. Yeah. Yes. Skater. Boom, boom, is boom, a, boom. Vamanos, yeah. vamanos. Is there any songs that you guys uh, like come right to mind as like, man, that would be really good to play in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater? Absolutely. Um, pretty much any like banger off of a Run the Jewels album, I think would fit. Okay. Um, if you're going for hip hop, I think Fever 333 would be a good contributor mm-hmm. one of any of their newer tracks um i'm trying to think who else has like that punk rock like attitude that fits like with the skaters but then again i don't really know what skaters are into anymore right i was just say I, I got nothing off the top of my head i've never <laughs> i'm never good at when i'm put on the spot I'll, I'll think of a few things after we finish the podcast but uh right yeah whatever if people do want to check out that uh, article that you did chuck i did ch- put that up on the facebook and twitter account so they can find it nerd radio 101 on there yeah, and we highly encourage you guys to interact with us on Facebook and Twitter. Let us know if you've got a song. It's like, man, I don't know if this was in Tony Hawk, but I think it would be great in the game. Mm-hmm. Dude, Twisted's song Wreck 
off of uh, Generation Nightmare, the album that came out last year would be a sweet song to have in Tony Hawk as well. Is that their rock I song? It, but I, I, yeah, like well, almost that almost that entire album has got more of like a rock vibe to it. But Wreck is like one of my favorite tracks off that album. That's cool. I think that might be the one that I've heard then, or at least a little bit of when it was like. Before the album came out, I guess they sent uh, like a demo over or something. I don't know, but it was good what I heard. On to more video game news. You guys remember uh, the the heyday a couple months ago when uh, every month I would get new Super Nintendo and Nintendo games on my Nintendo. Yeah, Switch. what happened to that? I haven't heard an update on these new games you're getting on your Nintendo Plus or whatever it's called. You two yeah, keep talking. Well, I got to go get a uh, power cord for my computer so we don't lose our audio. You guys go ahead. Okay, oh. we'll do that. Let's talk Nintendo. <laughs> new Nintendo yeah, downloads. Well, Last year, when they launched the uh, the online service, every month they would give me new games on the Nintendo thing. And then at the end of the year, they gave us a Super Nintendo app with a bunch of games on it as well. When they did that, they were like, look, we're still going to put games on this thing, but we're not going to do it every month anymore. They they just sporadically decide to add games. Sometimes, Like whenever they feel like it, they're like, you know what? We haven't yeah. given them a game in a while. Let's give them a game. And I think that, much like you were saying about Tony Hawk, I think that goes down to a licensing issue. Okay. I think it has a lot to do with um, whether or not they can get the license to stuff. Because there's a lot of stuff that will be released by, like, you know, Square will release the Super Nintendo Final Fantasies on their own instead of letting them put them in the Super NES app. So the stuff that they probably put on there is stuff that they already hold the licenses for or that they know would be easily obtained. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, ironically enough, I found this out over the weekend. Today, they're releasing three new games for the Super NES app and one for the NES app. The one on the NES is Rygar. I don't know if you've ever, if you remember it. It was the guy with like the giant yo-yo with the spikes on it. It was a side scroller. Mm, that doesn't no, ring any bells I, only, I remember the Yonoid game with the yo-yo. Yeah. Jeez, I, I would love to see that game. That's, a, that's one of those games. Like the Ninja Turtles games on the NES. They are never going to re-release those, and that is sad mm-hmm. because they can't get the license to the game and the Ninja Turtles. It's just, it's just not; it's too much. They're not going to do it. And even the arcade stand-up that I have with the Ninja Turtle arcade game, I went through and I played through it with my fiance, and it's not the same as the NES. Like the levels, yeah. there's different levels, there's different enemies. I'm like, this is not the game I remember from my childhood. What, what have they done? <laughs> so I was like, this must be the exact arcade version. They probably can get licensing oh, for it, the Nets version. Okay, is it still still fun right. though, James? Or are you kind of disappointed? Yeah, it's that's... still fun. Okay, it's still fun, but you don't get to fight like the polar bear and the leather jacket at, at the zoo. Um, you don't get to fight Baxter Stockman as mm-hmm. the fly. You only fight him as the uh, like in his yeah. robot like He's rocket ship thingy, little robot suit. Yeah, and some of the stages are different. All of a sudden, you're in at the Technodrome, and you're like, wait a second, I should have gone through like three other stages before we get to the Technodrome. Right. Well, I remember when they put the original one on the nest, they added two levels with some really. I mean, yeah. Okay. So that, that was, that was a big it. selling point. It was like, oh, I, I've got a, I've got a Shogun level and a guy, uh, the guy with a spear that his head flies off and flies around. Oh yeah, I remember that guy. I thought oh, you fought like the Rat King at some point too. I don't remember. It's hard to. Yeah, that was in the sequel. I think that was on the. Oh, Super tr- is that Turtles in Time? Yeah. Okay, I haven't played through that, and I wouldn't be—I wouldn't recall any of those levels, anyways, because I didn't play that one as much. But I do yeah. like both those titles are available on my little cabinet that I that I have. That's the thing I really like about those cabinets is it's not locked into one title. Like they'll usually put at least two things on there. 
Dude, we need to figure out how to like mod those cabinets with one of those raspberry pie things. Sure. You imagine. Oh yeah. Unlimited uh, emulation games. Oh, there are absolutely people that have have and build arcade cabinets with those uh, with those emulators, so you can just have every arcade game you've ever wanted. If I had the time and the knowledge, I would do the same thing. Or if I had the money, I would consider just paying somebody to do it for me. And if you had the time, yeah, knowledge, right. and money, yeah. James, I would come over and play it. <laughs> and I would invite you over, but you got to stay six feet away. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to wipe down the cabinet after you touch it. <laughs> <laughs> well over on the super nintendo app they're releasing three games they've got a game called operation logic bomb which from the video looks a lot like the contra game that was on the super nintendo i've never heard of it but i'm interested to play it uh they've got another game called wild guns that is part side scroller part first person shooter or third person shooter mm-hmm. and it's uh it's a cowboy game so that's that's fun that's but cool the game that cowboy I'm game fun- i'm a cowboy the game that I'm pumped about is called Panel de Pan. This game it sounds French. It does. This game was originally Panel de Pan. It was kind of like a Tetris type style of game. And when they brought it over to America, they reskinned it. They got rid of all the cute Japanese girls and reskinned it with Yoshi and a bunch of Mario characters and called it Tetris Attack. I played the hell out of that game. There was a sequel to it that came out around the Nintendo 64 era for that and the Game Boy Color that was called Pokemon Puzzle League. Mm-hmm. And the gameplay is identical, but you have these uh, different sections of, of blocks, like the blocks come from up from the bottom instead of falling from the top. Interesting. And there are all these different colors, and you, have, you can switch them about. You can switch two of them around, so you can try and match up four or six or eight of them. It's a little bit like uh, Puzzle Fighter, the Capcom puzzle game, but mm. I'm super stoked that I get to play the original because I played Tetris Attack. Me and my, my sister had Tetris Attack, and we would play that against each other all the time. And I would that was where I learned that when I'm losing, I should trash talk like I'm winning because it's more fun. <laughs> and now I do that all the time. Yeah. Amy, That's what makes playing games more enjoyable. When you're losing, you just talk trash like you're the winner anyways. <laughs> Amy will be destroying me in Mario Kart or Smash Brothers, and I'll be like, man, it, I wish I could find somebody good to play against this game. Jeez. <laughs> this is something that uh, I, I definitely wanted to run by you, James. So there's a new Warzone, uh, Call of Duty Warzone update from yesterday. Oh, yeah. I've heard about it. And I downloaded it. I'm interested to see if during your Wawabunga Wednesdays, you can, you'll be interested in running into this. So sometimes when you would kill a guy or you would open a box, you would get a key card and it was an item that was previously useless, but there are bunkers on the map. Oh, they got some of the bunkers activated. Now, when you get a key card, it may or may not open up a bunker, which will have a whole bunch of very rare loot drops. Oh, that's awesome. I've never even gotten a key card yet though. Right. Well, that's what I'm interested in because it seems like it's it's a fun idea that now it's an extra thing you can do in the war zone is like if you get one of these key cards now it's like, OK, where's the nearest bunker? I'm going to run towards that and see if I can open it up to get a whole bunch of new stuff. Dude, I'm curious, uh, yeah, like I know where some of the bunkers are. We've been to the bunkers. Uh, um, I've explored them. Usually they have some pretty decent loot, but there's always that door with the keypad that you can't yep. do anything with. So I'm excited to see. What kind of weapons are going to be in there? Will they give you like nuclear launch codes? Then you got to find a computer or a cell, like a phone and call them in. And then you can really annihilate the competition. 
that's something somebody had said that they, they'd found some of the loot crates. They'd somebody had found nukes that really? you can launch on on the on the other players like airstrikes. It's about to get serious. <laughs> Once again, it's one of those things. It's like you're already playing a game where like you're trying to be the last man standing. And one of the objectives is to, as soon as you drop in, get as good of guns as you can and get a bunch of money so you can buy up a, a, a drop or make sure you have enough money to get your teammates back. But now this adds a, or whatever. Whole, another, whole another level to the game of like, oh, crap, I got a card. Now I have to completely shift my what I'm looking to do. Yeah, because now you got to be like, all right, boys, we got to get a vehicle. We got to get our asses to the closest bunker. We got to get there and get with the, whatever's behind the secret closed door. Also, we got to dodge the gas and watch out for any snipers on the rooftops or 13-year-old exactly. kids hiding behind buildings that are going to smoke me because that's usually what happens. I run out from behind a building and somebody just caps me with like two shots and then I'm dead and I'm in the gulag and then I'm complaining again. I have to say in all the experience I've had in the last couple of months playing uh, your favorite game, Rome Royale. Yeah. I can see why you prefer it because you're less likely in an exchange with another player to get ousted like immediately. Like when it happens, there's a reason. Yeah. When you, if you lose, like I feel like there's always a bit of an actual legitimate battle. I mean, sometimes yeah. you walk up and you'll get stomped. But, like, that's usually towards the end if you didn't get any decent weapons because somebody's got a, a loadout where they can forge their ultimate weapon and, like, they're able to use that uh, to their advantage. But even if you're going up against a bot, you don't even – not always – you're not always just annihilating the bots. Like, they have – I think they've done a good job of programming their AI to, like, respond and hide. And then when you take on an actual human, like, it is – it's a it's a slobber knocker, you know, to quote JR. Sure. I like it. Yeah, I like I like that. There's an even if you're outclassed weapon wise, there's an actual exchange. Mm-hmm. Like you you always stand like a, a chance of surviving, even if uh, you know you get smoked and you get chicken. Well, then if you're good with the chicken and you can run, or you got like a chicken speed rune or chicken life, there's still a chance you're gonna escape or hide and come back. Uh, yeah, I mean the game is it's like they built the game for my ultimate fun. Yeah. And I've been I've been enjoying it, too. So I thank you for introducing me to it. Hey, no problem. Got to make sure you hop on a Friday stream. Uh, I've discovered we can do custom lobbies now. So I want to end I all my. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to. They were they were making like a uh, solo lobbies, so you can have like what up to 10 players and you can just play with your friends and see. Who's yeah, the best. I think you need a minimum of 10 players. So at the end of my stream, if I can get 10 people that want to join in, we'll end my streams on Fridays with the man thong throwdown. We'll go head to head. Everybody will go up against each other and see who can win. And even a small, like a small room like that, where I know everyone in there, I might even like jump on something like that. I don't want to do like a hundred people. I don't know. I'm just too bad at it. I feel that. I was real curious if your audio was working too, Al. I saw that you came back and plugged your computer in, and then you haven't said anything for like five minutes. <laughs> I just haven't been playing much. I didn't have anything to say. Have you put That's- any more time into Final Fantasy VII, Al? No. Hmm. Unfortunately, there's a, there's not. a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, lobbing the softballs to Al, and he's just whiffing them. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm just trying to rack my brain on what does Al actually do with his time? But then I don't want to ask because then I know how much work he does for the other <laughs> show at home. Yes. Oh, and some of it's my yeah, fault. That, so that's no. essentially Nerd Radio is our like 60 to 90 minute vacation from the constant work sleep schedule that we have right exactly the last couple of months 
wake up, go to work, come home. Uh, what else am I going to do? I don't know. Go back to sleep. Well, it's like, this is like takes the place of normal socialization that I would have talking amongst my peers that have similar interests. Those don't exist in my life anymore. So right. this is no. this is how I get that fixed. Yeah. Okay, well, I got one more video game story to run by you guys. And once again, this is either going to be something that you guys have something to say about or you absolutely have nothing to say about. Do you guys remember the Smurf video game? Nope. No. <laughs> no. Didn't know it even existed. Because they're making a new one. La, 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 yep. la. It's supposed to be a 3D action adventure game, which leads me to believe that it's going to be like Grand Theft Auto Smurfs. Oh, God. You're just going to be running you around. You can bang Smurfette. I'm all in. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know. If I go cruising go by on my little mushroom, my mushroom hot rod. Like, what up, baby? Hop on in, Smurfette. Mm, don't mind if you Smurf me. Mm, a little Smurf action. Yeah, Smurf that. Sorry, guys. I did, just role playing in the BJ up, from Smurfette. Uh, <laughs> I did pull up the original Smurf game on YouTube because uh, can you guys see the screen? If the screen is supposed to be solid black, then yes. <laughs> All right, let me see here. Maybe if you hit play, I'm assuming if you're on the, you're probably on the screen and you're not on the mm-hmm. Discord. Maybe if you like hit play and then you pop back on the Discord and we could just see what's there because it's weird. Like it'll come and go. All right, let me put it. Let me put it back up there. But uh, I've I've got it up here so you can kind of check it oh out. Oh my it god, to, that's the it, graphics. It has to be. This is the Atari 2600, and it oh has to be better than this. Wow. Look at, look at this. This game was a nightmare. <laughs> I him. had this game. It was a side scroller. You had to figure out how to jump over. I can't tell you. The first level, there's a gate, and then there's a, a lake that you got to jump over. Yeah. And I can't tell you, as a young kid with an Atari 2600 with no instructions, how many times I just ran right into the gate. Oh, watch out for the spider. Uh oh, not the spider. Look out. Where's Gargamel? Yeah, that was a disappointment, too, is that, like, there is no Gargamel. There's no Azrael. Here's the last level. You're in Gargamel's hut. you got to jump up to where Smurfette is. Oh, and that's it. Smurf that's the whole game. That was just, <laughs> the entire game? That's the entire game. And you just do that over and over again. Oh, Sometimes my God. Sometimes Sometimes there's a bird that you gotta look out for. We were so easily entertained back in the day, huh? <laughs> it's really true. No. Like if you gave me that right now, I would I would shove that right up your ass. <laughs> you couldn't even Actually, get me to pay. I turn it sideways it on my phone. Right up your candy ass. <laughs> Just like the rock would. Yeah, so I saw they were making a Smurf game, and I was like, man, I remember the original Smurf game. It was terrible. That was pretty awful. They must so be banking I, on a Smurf comeback or something. Why would you go Smurfs? Of, uh, I don't know. Maybe Trolls. I, yeah. You, uh, m- maybe once again, maybe it's something that they're like, man, you know what is probably real cheap to get the license for? The uh-huh. Smurfs. Yeah. Hmm. All right, well, we're going to take a short break, and I've got uh, just a couple of comic book stories to get to, and then we'll uh, head on out for this week's Nerd Radio. So stay tuned. Unless you don't like comic books, then we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> well, you should still stay tuned and listen to me make fun of these guys uh, and their love of comics. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Hi, you got Larry B. Scott from Revenge of the Nerds, Party, 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 and you're listening to Nerd Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Radio on the podcast page at WRIF.com. Also on the podcast page over in Boston. Rock 92.9 at Rocks.com. That's right. And all where, and everywhere you can get podcasts as part of the B-Pod Studios Network and on your social media at Nerd Radio 101. Chuck Bean, Al Beck, and James kind of uh, winded down the show this week and talking about a little bit of comic books because for the last couple of weeks, as me and Al are very aware of, we haven't really had new comics. Right. And uh, this will uh, this week is actually the first week that Diamond is shipping comics again. They're shipping a handful of books from DC Comics. And then um, I don't think any of the other publishers actually put anything out for this week. Okay. However, next week, when things ramp back up and go full bore, that's where uh, Boom Studios, Image Comics, I think, put some stuff out this week. Dark Horse, all the independent publishers, as well as Marvel, are going to start putting out comics so are they um did they push back stuff like oh issue number whatever 152 was gonna come out next week and now that's just a or are they gonna overhaul and try and dump a bunch of content on you all in one month well that's what i wanted to talk to you about because the way both marvel and dc are going about it is very interesting now they aren't really doubling up on anything to try and catch up at all because once uh once we could see that this was going to go on for a month or two they told other artists and writers to stop production okay. so that they wouldn't have an abundance of content over the summer. But here's the interesting. So Marvel announced last night what their publishing schedule is going to be for the next couple of months. And what they're essentially doing is next week they're releasing five books that should have been released, you know, two months ago. And then the following Wednesday, they're only releasing trade paperbacks. Interesting. And they're doing this on again off again schedule all the way up to july like all the way through june they're kind of easing back into releasing comics by putting out the comics one week and a bunch of trade paperbacks the next okay um dc however is just going full bore like as of next week it's it's a it's a full schedule it's a bunch of comics it's a bunch of trade paperbacks it's it's business as usual the way it was before everything got shut down and I'm really interested to see which one of those works. Yeah, I, because I, I, I like the idea of easing back into it. But as long as the hardest they go is business as usual, I'm fine with that as well. Because I don't know, man, like a, a lot of people I understand, too, that they're business and they're trying to, you know, recoup some losses and everything. But like a lot of people have been struggling during all this time and like. They're not going to necessarily, even if they go back to work next week, they're not going to be ready to be, they're not going to have the disposable income right away. You know what I mean? And there's people who won't even be able to go back to work for a while. So I don't want to see them like double or triple up. So it's good that they halted production, but I kind of like the idea of easing back into it to, you know, so you don't just like, all right, here's five uh, issues of Deadpool. You owe me money. Exactly. That was the concern, obviously, is that we were going to end up with. Like, oh, crap, my comic now comes out every week for the next two months just to catch up. Right. And uh, it doesn't look like that's absolutely going to be the case. However, Marvel did say that once they get to July, they will be putting comics and trade paperbacks. They'll, they'll go back to kind of a business as usual sure. kind of release schedule. And the big event that they were going to have uh, this year or this summer, which is supposed to be the Kree and Scroll races combining to attack Earth. Mm-hmm. Typically, they're going to war against each other. They're calling it Empire. 
Uh, that's going to be a weekly event in July instead of what it was going to be, which was going to be, uh, I think, a, a couple of books each month. Gotcha. They're actually going to release a new issue of it every week starting in July. I, you know, and as long as it's just like the one uh, event book, I guess I'm OK with that going weekly to kind of catch up to, you know, where the storyline was going to go, because I know that Marvel in particular they really plan ahead like they know typically at least a year from now what storylines are going to be, what they're going to be publishing. You know, they they really think in advance. So if, can you imagine planning a year ahead uh, for nerd radio? No, oh God, not at all. James, My you and I God. don't I plan for it this afternoon. <laughs> I know that's why I'm saying an entire year. Like, what are we going to talk about on nerd radio in one year from from today? Like. I don't know. I don't even, I don't know. Um, uh, we don't even know if comics are still going to be around a year from today. I don't even know if yeah, you guys are still going to like me in a year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a peek behind the curtain. First of all, um, uh, me and James have been talking to hell. We don't like you now. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. We got to do something about this Al. He's always he's never watching any of the stuff we talk about. He's not reading any of the comics. He's not playing any of the games. He's uh, he thinks he's just what a does he really bring to the table. Yeah, I watched Mash again. He brings us <laughs> he brings us uh, death updates. He's not really a uh, you know bringing a lot to the table here. Ausgezeichnet. <laughs> uh, on a side note, there we go. The German director's <laughs> back. Yeah, he's bringing German to the table. Yeah. On a side what he is bringing to the table is his CBS All Access password. Um, I forgot to mention this when we were talking about the TV. <laughs> That's how I, I see it on the show. I waited a year for this, and I'm really kicking myself. I finally got around to start watching The Twilight Zone on that. Yeah. Holy crap, is that show great? It's really good. It's so good. Yeah. The first episode about the comedian yep. was, just blew my mind. It was Kamel so Nanjiani. Episode, yeah. Just the retelling of uh, Nightmare at 30,000 Feet. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, the original. The one with John yeah, I think, yeah, there, there was the one in the 80s, but there was the original one that had uh, Captain Kirk yeah. saying, there's a man oh, on the wing okay. of the plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize and has, the one with John Lithgow was a remake already. Yeah, and it has such a great twist to it. It's got Adam Scott from Parks and Rec mm-hmm. in that in that particular role, and he like finds this he finds this digital player yeah. that has this podcast on it, and he puts his earphones in, and the podcast is about how the plane he's on disappeared. And the 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 voice of that podcast is a podcaster, Dan Carlin, who does a podcast that I love, Hardcore History. Okay, which is a kind of a nice little you know. Easter egg that this is a like a podcaster yeah. doing the thing, you know. Yeah, I I watched an episode a night, and every it's kind of the thing that I've been looking forward to this last week. Is like I gotta watch another one. Oh my god, that's so good! It's really good. Yeah, I'm glad you like it. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, also, speaking of CBS All Access, they did announce the uh, the Captain Pike show, another Star yep. Trek show. So, but yeah, our original topic about planning Nerd Radio a year in the future. Nerd Radio gets planned 24 hours in advance, <laughs> just in case y'all were wondering. By Chuck and only know. Chuck. On Tuesday, I'm like, man, I got to do a Nerd Radio tomorrow. I need some stuff to talk about. <laughs> Don't so, let the listeners know. It's all part go. of the mystery. It's yeah, all part yeah, of the yeah. mystique. The prestige. That's how it's made. We're doing it. We're doing it right now, and I don't know what we're talking about. But one of the things that has been pushed back is the X-Men event that I was looking for, the, the Ten of Swords. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the X-Men were supposed to get all these different mythical swords. Uh, that's going to be in September now instead of during the summer. So that's a bit of a bummer. And DC Comics also announcing that 
they're ending the current Harley Quinn comic book series with issue 75 later this year. Really? Okay. Which is a weird announcement. Yeah. Because it's not like they're not going to put out a Harley Quinn comic. Sure. Like you're announcing that the Harley Quinn comic is coming to an end, but like, I know you're going to replace it with something. Harley is one of your biggest characters. You're not going to not put comics out with her in them. Right. Well, maybe they'll just have a different title or maybe she's just on a team or something. I don't know. That reminds me, did you guys uh, happen to see, I know Callie from Checkpoint put up an article about it, the Harley Quinn show that's on the DC streaming app, the cartoon, which I talked about is really good. The second season is now going on and uh, the current episode actually is the first canon kiss between Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn. No, I didn't know. I didn't know that. Ooh, yeah. Smoochy smoochy. Apparently they... They have never locked lips up until this very point. Huh. Okay, well, we let finally... me know uh, which episode they start slapping claims. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to do some research and find out if I need DMX for that one. Sure. <laughs> I, think I don't know okay. if I can get away with that particular Just verbiage. Slapping clams, you know, you slap them around. That's how you get them open. <laughs> That's a, yeah. That's that's what James does when he's uh, slap the clam around, and then they'll open, and then you 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 suck the good stuff out. There you go. Stick your tongue, <laughs> stick your tongue in there. Find the pearl. I really, really hope that there's not any young children listening that are just learning things from our our podcast. Well, they'll surely know how to eat a clam if they ever encounter one. If that's the case. <laughs> All right. Uh, one more thing, comic book wise, I wanted to get to. We talked a couple weeks ago about uh, Jim Lee, famed comic artist that me and Al are both huge fans mm-hmm, of. He's been yep. doing some sketches and auctioning them off for comic book shops. The latest sketch that he put together, I've got up on the screen now. I don't know if you can see it, Al. Yep. A sketch of Brainiac That's from cool. DC Comics. Yeah. And it's interesting because not only is it a sketch of Brainiac, like it's just his face. But if you zoom in on them, there's a bunch of tiny squares that are all the individual comic book characters. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can see. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Here you can see some of them like Commissioner Gordon is in there. The Joker. uh, Deadshot. Looks like the uh, Superman's dog is one of the panels in there. Crypto. But uh, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, One guy looks like Cowboy. A Hellboy oh, is uh, Dark Horse. I didn't think it? he was a DC. Yeah, he was in the, yeah, to the right towards the top. Right, like a guy with top. glasses and a mustache, and then right to the right of that guy with the mustache and glasses. It looks like Hellboy. Oh, is well, that is that dark? You, is that Dark Side or? I think that's Dark Side. Yeah, but I can okay. see how you can totally that that totally does kind of look like Hellboy. Yeah. It's not a full on. You know, it's not like Jim Lee drew it and it was inked and it's colored and everything like that. It's very sketchy. Yeah, yeah, it's very like, sketchy. Yeah, I can totally see how you could you could think that. But it's a very cool thing he's doing. Jim Lee is definitely one of the premier comic book artists of our time. So if you want to check him out on Twitter at Jim Lee, he's been doing this. He's got a bunch of different. What is that one up to in terms of uh, price on eBay there, Chuck? That's a good question. Let me uh, let me click on the link and see. I'm not even a big like DC guy, but that's a cool piece of art. I mean, I'm not going to go bid uh, on it, but I'm curious. To know bid if... 10 grand. Okay, it's definitely out of my league. There's been 37 bids. It's got a day and 10 hours left as we're talking. So once this podcast drops, it'll already have been uh, taken. But the current bid as of Wednesday is $10,900. Wow. Damn. That is out of all of our ballpark. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. It is. We, we're not even throwing in on that. <laughs> no. Not at all. But that's going to do it for this week's Nerd Radio. Uh, thank you guys for listening at home. I encourage you to rate and review us wherever you get in your podcast and reach out to us on social media at Nerd Radio 101. And thank you guys, as always, for taking time out of your afternoon to uh, sit down and let me ramble about nerd stuff to you. Thanks, man. No problem. All right. Follow us on social media at Nerd Radio 101 and meet us back here wherever you get in your podcast for another Nerd Radio next week. 
See you later. I'm in a difficult situation here. I mean, after all, you're nerds. Have a great weekend. See you later, nerds. I have spoken. (laughs) Taking a pee pee, BRB. (laughs) May your aim be true. Nice. I like the visual and the audio of James slapping his microphone. (laughs) (laughs) It's this thing on. So, but anyway, it was an idea I had, and I know other podcasts are doing it that way, so. So. Now recording. Oh, my God. (laughs) There he is. The creepy fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here. Don't you robot shame, Craig. (laughs) I am. I'm shaming him. (laughs) I'm rolling on my end, too, so. I'm glad you're here, Craig, so I can Uh. talk to you, to your face. Your robot face. He just takes it. Yeah, he does. <laughs> He's like a little robo cook. Until you yep. tell him to leave. <laughs> Craig is sad and leaving now. That would be funny if he becomes like uh, cognizant. To a, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Craig I'm has feelings. Me. This is Craig, pain. I thought you were my friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Craig has taken enough of this abuse. <laughs> Fuck all oh, y'all. <laughs> yeah. If y'all are ready to go, then I'm ready. I'm ready and I'm rolling. Okay. I'm ready. I'm already ready already. <laughs> already ready, already ready. <laughs>